Hi friends, and welcome to the Wincast. Wow, wow, wow. We have made it. We are here. Honestly, there is a great deal of adrenaline and nervousness coursing through my heart right now, but I would not have it any other way. So much has gone into the preparation of releasing this first episode, but I would be amiss if I did not give credit where credit is due. My friends, none of this would be possible without the assistance of the legendary Ryan Paul Burke. For those of you who know Ryan, know exactly how incredibly gifted he is at, well, everything. You see, Ryan essentially helped me create um, everything. The website, the images, he taught me what to buy and how to record, just all of it. So, Ryan, my friend, thank you. This one is for you. And now, with all of that gratitude, my brothers and sisters, it is with great honor and excitement to welcome you all to the first episode of the Windcast, a brief thought on formation. Now, before I get to the formation bit, some of you might be already asking, did I hear him right or did he just say the Windcast? Well, no, but the play on words are quite clever, if I do say so myself, for two reasons. The first, in a more literal sense, if you are like me and from the West Texas area, Windcast, that phrase, is a term we hear quite often. Especially if you have been paying attention the past few weeks, you know, because it's windy nearly every day. You see, we don't have rain here in West Texas. We have storms. We don't have snow. We have blizzards. We don't have gentle breezes that cool us. We have haboobs. Uh, That term is a dust storm for those of you not familiar with our plight. For starters, again, those of you who are not familiar with West Texas, West Texas is not actually in, well, in the West. At least, not when I consider where I've spent my life. Shout out to Amarillo, A-Town, and Lubbock, Texas. In fact, geographically speaking, when considering the entirety of the state of Texas, it's more center and north. In Game of Thrones terms, we would call this the true north. How it came to be called West Texas, I'm unsure. There probably was a committee somewhere at some time with some people who wrestled with the vast complexities of this regional naming debate, but I digress. Number two, and much more simply and symbolically speaking, this podcast might often carry a wind of its own. Lots of hot air is surely to come from this side of the mic. To be quite honest, I struggled many weeks in trying to title this podcast. For those of you who know me well, or even those of you who don't, I'm a huge fan of titles, really just words in general. The primary issue in locating a name for this project was that everything I conjured up seemed to be too limiting. For example, if I called this podcast Theology on Tap, well, then, I would have to cater every piece of content through the lens of craft beer and metaphysical concepts. 
both of which are great interests of mine, but much too complicated to carry out in the long term. So, with every title that came, it quickly went. Then I asked myself, how can I create something that encapsulates my entire human experience, wherever I currently find myself? Now that is a question. Then it clicked. With a little inspiration from my friend Rob, that's funny and you'll discover why later, I began to recognize the beauty of his own creative work. I just needed a name, my name in fact, a name that will channel all my experiences, thoughts, wanderings, reflections, fears, loves, friendships, work, you get the point. So here we find ourselves in this very moment. And again, my friends, welcome to the Wincast. For those of you who haven't caught on, my name is Jonathan and my last name is Wynn. So there we have it. Now, a few thoughts on the context, the motives, and the nature of the contents that is to follow within ongoing Wincast episodes. Number one, I am a firm believer that everything is spiritual. So there will be many episodes where I will reflect on the tradition of faith that has shaped me. A tradition, I believe, that is all about learning and wrestling with what it means to be human. More on that later. Number two, I have been blessed with a great community of friends. Friends who have a variety of gifts and passions that make the world a better place. I think that sitting down and recording, even if only partially, their stories and how they have been motivated to engage the world is something that can help inspire others to utilize their own giftings and passions within the world. So, every now and then, certain episodes will be dedicated to inviting others to join me as we talk about, you know, life and how their journey of humanness has led them into participating with other humans. Maybe Ryan will join me on the first episode of this kind. Now that's an idea. As many of you are aware, this is my third point, I am in the middle of transitioning my life to the other side of the globe, specifically Malawi, Africa. In fact, my next episode will be a narrative which details the process of this decision that has taken nearly a full year. So, as they say, stay tuned. Furthermore, for those of you partnering with me in this new Malawi journey, there will be episodical updates regarding my lived experiences. To be sure, highs and lows will be included. And number four, without a doubt, and at the risk of sounding selfish, this podcast is a creative experiment for me, while also extending an invitation to you as we process the human experience. You see, for the longest part of my life, I have been known to be a critic. Many of you that know me might laugh and even say that is an understatement. Which, just to clarify, being a critic I don't think is a bad thing. The only thing is, while I have learned to critique the thoughts and actions of others, rarely, if ever, have I attempted to enter into the process of creation. You see, from my perspective, Critique is an easy thing for all of us to accomplish, but it risks very little. Again, I do not believe there is value in critique. Well, excuse me, I do believe there is value in critique. In fact, critique is often healthy. However, 
for many of us, myself especially. If we stop at critique alone, if we stop at deconstruction and dismantling and don't begin the processes of reform, reconstruction, and creativity, then shallowness of self and hardness of heart is sure to follow. At least, that is my experience. And maybe you can relate to that also. Maybe a better way to frame it. Critique is not an end of itself. It's rather a beginning to something more, something generous, something reconstructive, something divine. This is where all the magic happens. So, all in all, this podcast will serve as an outlet, a journey, a shared social experiment of sorts. I have no idea where it is going or what it will evolve into. I'm not concerned with outcomes, even though that's very difficult for me. Rather, I want to appreciate the creative process for what it is, and I invite you to join me in creating restorative practices and postures as we navigate the world in which we inhabit. So, now that you're aware of the general direction and motivations of the Windcast, at least as they exist currently, my friends, here we go. As I claimed before, I think, really, that everything truly is spiritual. From the time we wake up in the morning to the moment we fall back asleep and even in our rest, from the smallest of details to the greatest of visions, all of it, every single piece, is spiritual. There is, of course, much more to be said about those claims that I make, but for now, just as I believe that everything is spiritual, I also believe that everyone channels this universal sense of spiritualness through a particular lens, a particular way of life inhabited and taught by others, young or ancient, indeed, a particular tradition. For me, this is what I will refer to as the Jesus tradition. Now, wait a second, hold on. All of you whose ears are immediately screeching at the word Jesus and are starting to run for the hills, please come back and pause a moment. I get it, but stay with me. Many, unfortunately, including myself, have been hurt deeply by those walking around bearing this particular name. Trust me, I know. So if you're uncomfortable with words like God or Jesus, okay, okay, no problem. We can use and substitute for words like the divine, ultimate being, spirit, whatever fancies you. I will do my best to be inclusive and considerate in my vocabulary. However, in being true to myself and my experience thus far, this Jesus tradition is the one I adhere to for all of its historical blunders and even its present missteps. It is the tradition that has molded me and guides me now with many voices of wisdom assisting me along the way. And isn't that how it is for each of us? We are born somewhere, and through a variety of people and experiences, good or ill, directly or indirectly, we are taught how to see and navigate within the world. And every now and then, I know, I know, this is very rare, and many of us have yet to experience this, but every now and then we come across someone who has been shaped differently than us. 
sarcasm included, if you didn't catch it. Someone, maybe, who has been taught by people we have never heard of and has experienced life in ways that we can only imagine. Someone who sees life in different shades than you or I might. Nonetheless, for each and every one of us, whatever this journey looks like, often the journey traveled itself is what has formed us, and likely there is a tradition of action and contemplation which precedes and accompanies this journey. Hand in hand, they walk. Words, deeds, structures, rituals, formalities, institutions, morals, systems, all passed down by all sorts of people, including loved ones, those who might have raised us, or even those we might, whether we admit or not, despise, those who burn us to our bones at their very thought. Yes, I think all make the cut. That's the thing about formation, though. We don't get to choose how we are formed, at least not early in life, when we are most dependent on others for our survival. Most of our formation occurs before we are even aware of the formation. When most of our memories have faded or are at least hard to grasp, shaped by events, people, and systems not of our choosing, but we are formed all the same. I think our formation might be what it is all about, or at least a significant part. This process, this ongoing discovery of what it means to be human, unveiling what, in fact, has formed us into this present moment, and learning what now forms us as we continue down the path within the Jesus tradition, and among other religious traditions, to be sure, there is a specific spiritual habit, maybe you have all heard of it before, that is directly oriented toward our formation as humans. We know this to be the practice of prayer. Now, time for a story. A brief story that focuses on the interaction of two women, Busy Martha and Present Mary, and of course, Jesus himself. Now, turning to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, and beginning at verse 38, the text reads, let me open my Bible. Oh, can you hear that? Physical pages. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. I'm opening, and here we are. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do not do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Hmm. You see... This story, I believe, is fundamentally a story of formation in which, regardless of your spiritual preferences, 
or adherence to whatever tradition or system of thinking you might find yourself in. I believe this story from this Jesus tradition is something that we can learn from. Maybe even more particularly for those of you who practice prayer, however that might look, or maybe for those of you that just send certain vibes into the air, whatever it is that stirs us deep down, to release words or thoughts into our mind, our world, or how we choose to orient ourselves towards others, God, the divine spirit, so on and so forth. Let us consider the words of one of my dear friends, although he doesn't know me, but I know him. His name is Brian Zond, who writes a brief commentary over the section of text that we just read in the Gospel of Luke. He says this, The primary purpose of prayer is not to get God to do what we think God ought to do, but to be properly formed. Toward this end, we need both liturgical and contemplative forms of prayer. For years, I've practiced and taught contemplative prayer as sitting with Jesus. Two thousand years ago, Mary of Bethany discovered that sitting with Jesus is the one thing that is necessary if we want to form our soul in the way of health and peace. When Jesus came to Jerusalem, he often stayed in the nearby village of Bethany as the guest of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. The family was wealthy, and their large home could accommodate Jesus and his disciples. On one occasion, while Jesus was staying in their home, he was teaching his disciples while Martha was occupied. The text says she was distracted, and serving the guests. Breaking with the social norms and gender roles of the day, Mary did not assist her sister in serving the men, but sat at Jesus' feet as one of the disciples. When Martha, in her irritation, complained to Jesus and petitioned him to tell her sister to stop sitting and start serving, Jesus gently admonished Martha for being anxious and troubled about so many things and commended Mary for having chosen the one thing that really is necessary. Martha, the busy sister, is well-intended, but her noble intentions aren't enough to prevent her from being anxious and troubled. Peace of mind is not the merited award for strict adherence to duty, but is a state cultivated through contemplative practices centered on Jesus. In fact, a text in Isaiah says, you will keep in perfect peace those whom those whose minds are stayed on you without some form of contemplative practice we will spend too much time in one of the three undesirable mental states drifting back into the painful past flitting around in the distracted present or rushing ahead into the anxious future mary had learned the good practice to sit with Jesus in the contemplative present without intentionally cultivating what Brother Lawrence has called the practice of the presence of God, or divine for those of you. Our service for God will eventually become burdensome and will either be abandoned or carried out as an onerous duty. In liturgical and personal prayer, we use words to become properly formed and to present and to present our petitions. But 
In contemplative prayer, we sit silently, acknowledging the presence of Christ. Each morning, I initiate a time of sitting with Jesus, with this prayer. Christ, I acknowledge you. Christ above me, very God of very God. Christ below me, incarnate of the earth. Christ before me, when seen. Christ behind me, when unseen. Christ at my right hand in my strength. Christ on my left hand in my weakness. Christ all around me, filling all things everywhere with himself. Christ within me, formed by faith. Then I simply sit with Jesus. For Jesus himself is peace and healing. I pray that you too can find the transcendent peace that comes from learning to quietly sit with Jesus. Thank you, Brother Zond, for your wise words. We are formed all the same. The question is, I think, my listeners, my brothers and sisters, how will we now choose to be formed? Now that we are aware, now that we are not in our past, but we are conscious of our decisions and how we choose to move forward, how will we choose to be formed? Will, as the story suggests, will we be like Martha, too busy to notice what is right before us? Or will we be like Mary, present, and attentive to the Christ, attentive to the divine in our midst, to the divine that is all around us, all the time, because, my brothers and sisters, everything is spiritual. May you, my brothers and sisters, become aware of your past. May you become centered in your present. May you become awake to your future, and may grace and peace be with you every step of the way.